Yeah. I'm Nick Filardi. <laughs> I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today we're talking about Batman Adventures 33, which came out May 1995. It asks the question, hey, if Bruce Wayne got caught up in Bruce Wayne's origin, how much ass would Bruce Wayne kick? Jason, what did you think of the issue? I really liked it. We'll we'll, we'll get into yeah. it more, but like, it, it it hit me in like different ways. I, I think definitely as a as a forty two year old man, you know, yeah. versus if like I, I would have read this even like twenty years ago. Sure, sure. But I really, I I really enjoyed it. It was um, it it was quick and uh, a bit heartbreaking, but you know, true true to the character. Elseworlds on the sta- Elseworlds on the stands. Hold, hold well, on. I mean, hold on. I'm toying like this is the thing is I'm toying, trying to come up with like a thing because we're going to eventually change the format a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like trying to trying to think of like a catchphrase for like this month in bat books. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Let's not force it. Batman <laughs> 519 written by Doug Munch and art by Kelly Jones with uh, with the John Beatty. It's Black Spider Web of Scars. With the election looming, the current mayor demotes Jim Gordon and gives the commissioner job to his estranged wife, Sarah Gordon. The mayor doesn't like that Jim is pushing against Batman and wants crime down. Jim isn't happy about it. Batman tracks down Frankie Setzer, a buddy of Johnny LaMonica. This is extremely, extremely swing era 90s names. (laughs) (laughs) Stray cat strut, man. Yeah, yeah. Suit riot. Suit suit riot and... Cool, cool cats and kittens. If for anyone who wasn't around back then, for like six months, the world just went, hey, swing music. And then that was it. Nobody said anything ever since. Yeah, everyone <laughs> pretended it didn't happen. Yeah. Batman tracks down Frankie Seltzer, a buddy of Johnny LaMonica, the new Black Spider, in order to get a line on him in Black Mask. Seltzer points him to the Turk. Batman visits the Turk and corners him while he's nude in the shower. Turk gives Batman the location of Black Mask. Batman tells the Turk to not make any moves and stay clean before flushing the toilet to make the shower water cold. Truly, he is the Dark Avenger. That was a great, that was a great scene. Cops chit chat about how no one wants to serve the warrant for Tommy Mangles. We've been getting a little pepper of Tommy Mangles through the last couple of issues and stuff. He's a he's apparently a real tough guy that nobody wants to serve the warrant on. The bad dude, real bad mamma jamma. But here's the thing, Jason. Uh, Gordon's in a bad place right now, and he don't give oh, a Gordon's, fuck. Yeah, Gordon's <laughs> pissed, man. Gordon ain't he got no He tracks down left. Mangles, rolls up his sleeves to give Mangles a little bit of the old truth and justice, beats the snot out of him in a bar. LaMonica, as Black Spider, starts stabbing his way through the False Face Society to get to Black Mask. Batman shows up just in the nick of time to save Black Mask from Black Spider, but definitely not in the nick of time to save all the other people that Johnny LaMonica stabbed to death. <laughs> but, yeah. like, don't, don't think about that. Don't think about that. The false, yeah. the false face gang. They sure, sure are dead, though. Ooh, way dead. Batman fights Black Spider while Black Mask goes through a false mirror into a sewer passage. LaMonica tries to go through the mirror, half trying to flee from Batman, as well as catch up to Black Mask. He gets his face all cut up. Black Mask gets away. 
Gordon drops off Tommy Mangles at the police department and also drops off his badge and gun. He's off the force. <laughs> He's a loose cannon. Lamonica's in Blackgate. Face covered in bandages, while a guard remarks with all the scars he's going to have, he's going to need a mask. Next issue, Bullock. Oh, Jason. I love that teaser. I love that teaser right at the end with the with the donuts and the cigar. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of 519? I, re- I actually I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm really starting to like a lot this um, this like hard boiled, like old school, just like, you know, fucking lawman kicking the shit out of people of like Jim Gordon, you know, yeah. it's just really, yeah. it, it's a fun, just over the top kind of like uh thing. But also I, I have really kind of grown to like Gordon, not really liking Batman anymore and kind of questioning at least for now, like yeah. questioning, like, I don't know if like what, like if what I've been doing this whole time has even been right like it wasn't just the crazy man that i had to deal with but it was like me realizing like oh wait a minute they're all fucking bonkers and maybe i shouldn't have hitched my wagon (laughs) allowed extra judicial assaults (laughs) just because like it was like a mugger and like sure maybe he deserved to get his nose broken or something but like it's maybe not the best kind of way you know to have a, a society and justice and all that right yeah i don't know how deep they're gonna go into it but it really like yeah. paints a picture of a guy who made like a small compromise in his morality he crossed he crossed just a little bit of a line cross because it was easy and then it's like look where we are now like you you can't like you're a police officer you have to like there's there's rules in place for a reason like you have to be that moral compass and take it seriously otherwise like things start to fall apart like this yeah yeah and like you know and in this world like you know it's like yeah the the cops are the good guys and like they're never bad and all that and sure yeah yeah yeah. we're we're tabling the idea of like cops as as moral centers yeah yeah like like just accept accept that as an idea first and then it's like you know yeah 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 i'm not gonna go (laughs) off on a fucking rant about like prison uh, police abolition and well prison abolition too but like whatever everyone read the end (laughs) read the end of policing it's for free on verso.com like it's great but I don't expect them to go that deep with it because it, sure. it is the nineties. And even if not, it's still a major publisher and all that, but like it is, especially for the time, kind of a bold move, you know, absolutely of like, of like, Oh, Gordon's pissed at Batman. Oh, but that's just because he's Azrael. And now he's not, at, Oh, Nope. Still pissed at him, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, but like the only one who seems to really understand why and accept and be like, yeah, that makes sense is Batman himself. Batman's like, yeah, man, this right. shit's fucked up what I do. And like, you're sorry, Jim. Like, I feel bad, but like, you got, you got to take, take your time. Well, yeah, like his and wife and the mayor are like trying to drag him over. Like. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how Batman would ever improve the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he can be like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. We should get a drink and like hash this out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although yeah, I would yeah. read that, I would read that issue, Jason. It wouldn't be very good, but I could write 
like a dialogue scene between Gordon and Batman. And all I would really do is just, I, I think I mentioned it on the last episode. All I would really do is just rip off uh, the famous scene of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in Heat. You did mention that in the last episode. Well, it's a man. great movie, man. And it's a great, it's probably one of the greatest scenes put to film ever. So, you know, I gotta, it comes up I gotta a watch lot Heat in my head. again. Gotta oh, watch Heat so, again. So fucking good, dude. <laughs> to, to say again, though, the Kelly Jones art, my God, the first it's panel, so dude, the first, the splash, but how big does his neck have to be? I didn't know Johnny LaMonica's <laughs> neck was so canonically that big, like, like a tree trunk, a, man, like, like a power lifter, you know, like, like, like the dude can like easily like clean, like 350, like over and over again. One thing I wanted to ask you, I noticed that. With the color, they they've this is the the moment. This is the month that they went full digital. They're no oh. longer they're no longer locked into the sixty four uh, colors. Did you notice that at all when you were reading? Uh, no, honestly, not really. I mean, going back on it, looking at it right now, like I guess the uh, the backgrounds specifically are kind of a giveaway to that. Yeah, because you know? there's 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 a bit more detail of of gradient and you know, uh, in, in there, but no, no, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Huh. I, I picked up on it and it felt weird over Kelly Jones. And like, mm. this is, this is, it did feel a little lighter. May 95. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it felt a little, a little more computer rendery and a little less like tactile. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, it, it this is 95. It's new to the to the digital coloring. So I think what's happening is that it's a brand new tool. And even though people who are like artistic and uh, colorists and are seasoned are using it, it's still a like totally brand new tool. So it's going to take a while before it like kind of like, I don't know levels out a little bit and people are like oh i know exactly what kelly jones needs yeah and i'm just gonna do that instead they're like we're gonna hyper render everything yeah i i couldn't uh, i shouldn't say it wasn't ages ago but years ago i just remember watching this video i think it was like a wired video or some video and they were like they presented this group of uh graphic designers and artists uh it was just this room like you know they're filming them being interviewed and uh, on the table uh, next to them was uh, a Mac, yeah, um, the Cube, with uh, a copy of Photoshop 1.0 on it. And they were oh, like, yeah. hey, let's see what you can do. And I remember in the video, there was just like one older guy who's like, I don't think I can remember this anymore, but let's see. I remember <laughs> and it was it was mostly like younger people kind of just oh, like so this is like nowadays these are people this one older yeah. guy was like oh yeah I used to use Photoshop one back in the day yeah 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 so so I can kind of imagine the like the sort of like a uh, kid in the candy store kind kind of thing yeah. that you would like w like once you get like used to it a little bit but also like you know uh, just kind of compared to like the options and stuff you have now you know, and yeah. the options yeah. to like make things even like feel like a bit more like, you know, kind of like you said, like textured and quote unquote yeah, yeah, natural. Yeah. Or 
I mean, even when even when I started in 2000s, like five years from from now or, or from then, from May 95, yeah, from when date. this when this issue happened. Yeah. We were still struggling to, like, incorporate texture in a meaningful way. Like it was still the right now you can just be like, get more brushes, Photoshop. And it's just like, here's all these brushes with all these textures. And like back then it was like I was trying to, like, make charcoal renderings on paper and then scan them and then like chunk them out into the into the piece to like try to get it to work right and it never really worked right yeah and wasn't wasn't there and yeah and you didn't just download like i think if i remember correctly back then it wasn't just like downloading brush packs it would be like whatever like message boards about art you were on somebody would post something and you might be like oh what were your settings or do you have a brush? Yes. Like what brush? And, and sometimes someone would be like, oh, I made my own custom brush. Yeah, here it is. Or here's just right, here's right. like how you make it. <laughs> but it was it wasn't close to what it what it is now. Like what? Yeah. What the environment is now is like every option you've there's just too many options. Like I get the the uh, Kyle Webster brushes and then I have to like weed them down to stuff that's usable for me. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on itch.io or Gumroad or something yeah, and give and someone download, like five or I actually ten bucks. Just downloaded for, or you know, free. I just downloaded a a painter like acrylic painter pack from somebody, an, an artist that I really liked, and uh, I haven't even installed it yet because I was like, I don't have time to sort through this yet. <laughs> how much of like that's, I'm, I'm, that's know, how saturated the environment is now. <laughs> I I know, I know we've already derailed way too much, but I just want to ask real quick, uh, how much of like downloading brush packs from artists that you really like is like uh, a kid buying like Jordans because they a part of them really <laughs> believes that Jordans will make them better at basketball. You, you know, know, you know, what's like, funny. You know, what's funny about dr- downloading a lot of artists brush packs that they make is that they'll they'll So, OK, we'll behind the scenes every couple of years. I'll like see if I can find some brush packs just just randomly. Um, just so I can keep up with things, you know, it's part of my job, whatever. Like maybe there'll be some inspiration. So I'll I'll buy a bunch of brush packs, a dollar, six dollars, something like that. Very, very cheap stuff. Um, the funny thing is, is that every once in a while, because I've opened so many brush packs at this point, is that I'll open some and I'll be like, that brush was in this other pack that I downloaded five years ago. This one's in this other pack. This one's from this pack. That's a built in oh, yeah. Photoshop brush. You know, like I, it's it's funny, like how much of it gets like passed around and then an artist will customize their tool set to be like, OK, these are the brushes that I like to make my work. And then they sell that. And then it's like, oh, I already have all these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Can I can I just give one t- very short anecdote about old Photoshop? Oh, yeah. No, here for it. Uh, Laura Martin has been coloring comics forever. She told me once that when she started coloring comics on the computer with Photoshop, that she would click and drag a gradient. And because the processing speed was so low and Photoshop was so demanding on the computer, she would get up and like go refill her coffee and come back and it would still be like at the end of loading the, the gradient. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So pre- if you're reading comics in 95, if you're reading comics from 95, appreciate that gradient. 
is all I'm saying. Yeah. It yeah. took time. Yeah that, was, yeah, that wasn't easy. That wasn't easy. You're in the gradient mines for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should we should continue. <laughs> Shadow of the Bat 39, written by Alan Grant with pencils by Kevin Walker. Now, this threw me, Jason, because Kevin Walker is not how I know this individual. I know him as Kev Walker. It's the same person. I had to like track this down to figure it out. But Kev Walker has not only done a lot of a lot of comics uh, under his belt, but he's also done a fuck ton of magic cards. He's done like oh. a lot of paintings. Uh, he does this beautiful, like smoky kind of like look to them. And the thing that tipped me off was I was like, Kevin Walker, huh? I was like, I wonder if it's the same guy. And then we get into this issue. This issue features Solomon Grundy. And he always does this thing where he does like a big beefy like shoulders pecs up and then like emaciated core and then big protruding hips. And he drew (laughs) Grundy like that. And I was like, I got your number, motherfucker. I was like, (laughs) I got you. (laughs) So it was nice to see some some old Kev Walker. He He gave you all the clues, Mr. Police. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, he, he wasn't he wasn't hiding. You know, you know what, though? It's it's always good to see an artist who knows what they're about and knows like immediately they have an excuse. It's like Powerback and Batman Adventures. The minute Powerback has a fucking excuse to draw just a horse for a second, there's a full fucking beautiful horse. It's just yeah, or, boom, or right a there. guy with two Tommy guns just butter butter butting into the air. Like, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike yeah, Parlock yeah. just pulls that right from his brain. It's perfect yeah. on the page. Yeah. yeah, no, no reference. Probably same thing with this guy. He's just like, yeah, hey, I can make Solomon Grundy like this. Fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. The shadow of the bat falls upon Solomon Grundy in one night in Slaughter Swamp. We get a flash flashback origin of Grundy in 1895. Banker Cyrus Gold is being blackmailed to keep an illegitimate child a secret by a prostitute. He hesitates to give the money, and in that moment, he gets hit in the back of the head and killed by Jem, who is helping the prostitute. They dump him into the swamp and take his hundred dollars. The corpse festers in the swamp until he returns as Grundy. He capsizes a boat tour on the swamp and just starts killing while frantically asking what his name is. The boat tour captain and a teen go deeper into the swamp in the hopes of getting away from Grundy and surviving the attack. Grundy catches up with them at night. They sit and reason with him to sit and think of his name. They bring up some nursery rhyme. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Grundy starts to remember punching the original Green Lantern in the head like a bunch. And then... A previous betrayal from Jade, who is the daughter of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. This came from the pages of Infinity Inc. from DC in uh, somewhere between 1984 and 1988. The betrayal frustrates Grundy, and he hits the boat captain hard. Cops intervene just as Grundy starts to get violent, shoots him, but he's already dead. Can't die. Batman gets in the mix. Grundy gets close to killing Batman in the swamp, but Batman blinds him by igniting a flare. Grundy, disoriented, slides back into the swamp. The boat captain is dead. Only the teen boy survived. Jason, what do you think of Shadow of the Bat 39? Uh, I kind of liked it. I guess I just have a recency bias of I really like the way uh, Solomon Grundy is portrayed in Starman that I'm still currently um, making my way through. 
and I guess it's not like it's not like it's quite different. I just like enjoy that portrayal a bit more. Uh, sure, but but that aside, I did enjoy the like sort of monster of the week of yeah. everything, and it was like something out of um. You, did you ever watch? It was on very briefly, but like, did you ever watch the Friday the Thirteenth TV series? No, I didn't even know there was a thing like that. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But like, yeah. <laughs> it uh, sounds like it'd be awful, but I'm into it. Yeah, it, it sort of like gave me that kind of like vibe of like, here's this like horror thing in the 90s, but like it's more of a meat and potato horror. It wasn't like a, you know, too much of a woo aliens and kind yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. thing, you know, and and I got to be honest, though, I I wasn't really ready for like everyone but the kid to be dead at the end. Right. Grundy kills (laughs) everybody. And yeah, he almost kills. He's like Batman's head is in the water in the swamp. And Grundy's like, I'm going to fucking murder this dude. And I was like, Grundy, you know what? Life dealt you a bad hand. You do what you got to do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And even and and even Batman's like, I'm not strong enough to do anything. Nothing's right. going to work on him. I just guess I just have to punch him a lot and hope for the fucking best. Like, <laughs> yeah. Batman being like, let's just hit him hard. And I don't know. Let God sort it out. Let Jesus take the wheel, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just to try, I got to try to save the save the people. And oh, she's dead. Well, I got the kid. OK, I'll save the kid. OK, I can save the kid. Love the artist too. The art, yeah, it is a very yeah. great, uh, right, Bernie Wrightston kind of you know vibe. Yeah, to in it, that fit, vibe for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, fit perfectly in the story. But like, there's a great when the cops are about to go into the swamp and fucking Bullock. Like, I'm st- I'm starting to really love Bullock. Like, oh a lot. man, so good, dude. I, just standing. I started just, to really, I started to really <laughs> love all the cops. To be completely honest, like Montoya's great hardback is like the new guy he's he's that's bach we've we talked about him before uh yeah yeah, he's he got the nickname hardback because he reads hardback novels uh he's a reader and uh he 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 reads a lot even the county cop what's what what's his name shotgun or something yeah Uh, or and and krish even krish is like yeah yeah like like it's we i didn't expect to gradually get to know all these like cops in the police department in Gotham city and kind of enjoy any time that they show up. Cause I feel like you need to read all of these mainline books cause you only get small moments. So they, those small moments need to like lead to a bigger thing, you know, for you to like get it. Otherwise it's like, if you pick up like a few issues here and there, you're just like, Oh, we're doing a cop page and you just turn the page and you're done. But it's like, if you read everything, get a little bit of the cop shop in there yeah 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 it definitely is a uh there's a familiarity that that you that you grow along like with them. yeah i mean it helps it helps that like honestly like i guess we haven't really like found too many of the mainline books that were just like god awful like there are a few of them but like there were for a the few. most part for the most part like there's been a handful that were really really good and then the rest that were just like yeah all right pretty good you know yeah like yeah all right yeah Yeah. you're like yeah okay but under under that yeah okay is like yeah the you know here's here's the cops in the swamp because some shit's going down so i'm finding i'm finding that a lot of the books from 
93, 94, and 95 is what we've covered so far, is that, like, I might not like the full issue, but there's always something in the issue that, like, grabs me in some weird way. Like, I'm thinking about the guy who tapped taped tiny packets of cocaine to his chest because he doesn't understand how drug deals work like like i'm like oh this is a joy this is an absolute joy but like yeah i feel like sometimes the cop stuff is part of that like it's it's it breaks up the batman stuff and then occasionally it's like its own special treat like when in the previous issue of batman that we just talked about when like gordon goes to like serve the warrant on tommy mangles and like kicks his ass in the bar i'm like hell yeah gordon hell yeah 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 up until doing this show, there wasn't really like a whole lot of like, like everybody knew in my life knew that like I love comic books. I fucking love them a whole lot. Like got a tattoo on my arm that has to do with comic books. I get a lot of questions about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really vague tattoo from understanding comics. And when I was 19, I thought I was being super clever, uh, but <laughs> I, I still like it. It's a good I don't have yeah. bad tattoos. No. Let's be let's be honest. You are super clever, Jason. Let's just put it out there. (laughs) Call it call a spade a spade. Yeah, there it is. Have have some respect for myself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But like, you know, I never really like in detail, like explain to people like what it is I like about them, you know, about comic books, because like, you know, at a certain point when you love something, you like you just kind of love it. And there's like that, like connection and like, sure, man, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I do. I do love like even a book that's just kind of like, yeah, that was pretty good, you know, but then like you said, like, cause I I know at some point though, there's going to be some like, oh, fucking Gordon just going full, like, you know, Wyatt Earp, like old West lawman just kicking the shit out of a guy. Like, yes, he doesn't go, he doesn't go full Montoya Montoya at the end of Gotham central. This is so far ahead in the Batman universe. Oh, that's like, fine. Yeah, we're yeah. never gonna. Co- I don't think we're ever gonna cover go- cover Gotham Central. Although we should read Gotham Central. By we the should, way, we should read fucking it. Fucking great. But she ends up quitting the force because she just feels like she's not making a difference. It's like the cops are kind of hassle her. Like her life kind of falls apart, and then she becomes the question. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this Gordon stuff is gonna kind of like if he's going to become a slight vigilante himself or like if he's going to play in that space. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But that we're talking about Batman in the shadow of the bat section. And uh, I think that's illegal. So (laughs) we got to We got to continue to move on. I I also, by the way, I also enjoyed shadow of the bat 39. Well, yeah, I was going to ask for (laughs) also a sucker for Grundy. I think you said everything that I was and, you know, Kev Walker, seeing some early Kev Walker. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks for bringing that, too, because I always I always love a uh, I always love a did you know kind of thing. Be like, oh, yeah, 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 this guy like, you know, and, th- and then you're and then to bring up your uh, your recovering magic addict. Oh, my God. Don't play <laughs> magic. First of all, <laughs> like, let me make that perfectly clear. Do not start playing magic the gathering. It's only gotten worse, Jason. They put out like fucking 10 sets a year now. All they want to do is get in your fucking change purse. Did you hear about, by the way, speaking of Magic the Gathering, this is a total, total tangent. But Go off, King. Wizards of the Coast sent a YouTuber some promotional product, right? They sent him a couple of uh, 
booster boxes. And they accidentally set him a set that wasn't out yet. So the YouTuber got it and he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm a I'm going to spoil this whole set. Like they sent me a whole box. Here you go, YouTube. Like, let me get let me get them views. And Wizards of the Coast sent the fucking Pinkertons to his house to rough him up and take his money and take his box. <laughs> Actual fucking Pinkertons. actual fucking Pinkertons, Jason. Like one of the yes. most evil, vile, yes. like God, that's don't fucking don't play crazy. magic, folks. Don't play yeah, magic. Don't play magic. God, <laughs> fuck that. Detective Eek. Comics 686, written by Chuck Dixon, penciled by Steve Lieber with inks from Class Jansen. It's War of the Dragons Part 3, The Wing Dragon. If you missed last week's pod, this was uh, a continuation from Detective Comics and Robin 17. So this is part three. We pick up where we left off. Batman wounded and slowed by the silver monkey in his pr- pursuit of King Snake. Robin and Huntress catch up with him. Please care about Huntress because Batman does not care about Huntress. He's all like, what is she doing here? She's going to get you both killed. Blah, blah, blah. Huntress calls Batman right up in her face. Oh yes. my God, that was so yes. great. And she's just like very scared. He's like, I, I'm about to fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. I've, I've realized they're starting to like do a thing that they, they I haven't seen in the mainline continuity, which is Batman being like, people die out here. Please stay home. He's like, spoiler, stay home. Huntress, stay home. Like, what are you people doing out here? You fucking idiots. I'm I'm so good at this. I bring a child with me. You are not as good as I am. <laughs> anyway, Huntress calls Batman bucko. It's great. Batman says he has other allies to ask for help. Cut to Nightwing messing up a bunch of gang members. There were 16 incidents related to Asian gang violence. King Snake on the run and without his gang. Hops into a cab and heads to a ship. Silver Monkey follows. Batman and Robin right behind them. And right behind them, the dragons. Robin gets on the boat tracking King Snake as Batman takes on the dragons gang on the dock. Lynx from the dragons fights Batman. Robin tries to step between King Snake and Silver Monkey. Luckily, they're more focused on fighting each other than they are on Robin. They fight on a container suspended in the air. The lines get cut, the container dangles. Robin kicks Silver Monkey into the Gotham River. King Snake snags Robin. They both end up falling off the container. Batman, eventually having dealt with Lynx, scoops up Robin before they hit the river. Cops fish out King Snake. Silver Monkey slips through the net. Lynx does too, making Chinatown hers. Batman and Robin held the line. Jason, what did you think of Detective Comics 686? Yeah, it's pretty lukewarm on it. Like it was, it was, yeah, it man, was fine. a lot of. A lot of buildup for the last like couple of issues being like, oh, it's a it's a it's a Asian gang war. Chinatown's in the balance, blah, blah, blah. They they keep like selling us hard on Silver Monkey and he like barely did anything. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, yeah like I would I wouldn't I would have enjoyed it a lot more if like between like, it's why I fucking love comic books. If there was like an actual like fight between Silver Monkey and King Snake. 
This is why I yeah. said I fucking love comic books because I'm talking about a character <laughs> named Silver Monkey. And a can we get a fight King between Snake, Silver Monkey and King Snake? Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> how, how can you be Nate? Like, c- come on. I will, I will, I won't even, I will pay for that MMA pay per view. All right. If the name of the fighters <laughs> are, are, are Silver Monkey and King Snake, you better fucking believe yeah. I'm plunking down yeah. like 60 bucks for that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just, it was just kind of like, it just never felt like, you know, yeah. I, my favorite part of the book was Batman just being completely done with Huntress shit. <laughs> you know? To be fair, that was very, very good. Yeah, just just literally inches away from her face and being like, my city. No, you don't understand. I'm a psychopath. And I own this fucking city. Well, and then he's like, we have allies. And then it's we get like two pages of Nightwing, like messing up goons. And then Nightwing's gone from the book. And I was like, can we get Nightwing back? Can we can we do can we all the three of you take on the three of them? Like, how about that? Like, why why aren't we going in that direction? Yeah, Nightwing, Nightwing just like kind of like Kramer bursts into the apartment and then is gone. Yeah, yeah. I felt too because we didn't get a whole lot of Silver Monkey. We we like never find out his origin. We never know who he is. He's all he's just in the suit. He just fights. That's it. Like he has and they may- no kind of allegiance or we don't get any kind of crumb as to like who this is really. Well, well, yeah. Well, didn't they make some? I thought they made some passing reference to that Batman was pretty sure he knew who he was or like fought him there's before a, or something. There's a point like, where like Batman calls or. It's either Batman or King Snake calls him old man. And I was like, oh, are we going to get something here? But we never get anything. Yeah. 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 It was just kind of like. like, Jason, you remember episode of The Simpsons where there's a triad gang war on Homer's front lawn. And then there's a little guy who hasn't done anything yet. And and Marge is like, come inside. Don't watch the gang war. And he's like, but the little guy's going to do something and it's going to be cool. And I want to yeah. see it. And, yeah. That's Marge is like, no, 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 come back in. And, and she, she, he goes back inside and then you just hear a ruckus outside. That's how I felt about this issue. I was like, <laughs> I want to see the fun stuff. And it just ended instead. I don't know. Yeah. I, I will say though, that Steve Lieber drew the hell out of it. Steve Lieber, class oh, yeah. Jansen. It looked great. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just it didn't uh, look bad. It was just like, yeah, just didn't end. It, maybe they needed another issue. I, I don't know. I, I, I give it a pass because this is one of those books that happen when you have like, you know, 18 freaking monthlies and they're all trying to be like connected to each other. Sure. Sure. So it's like you're, you're going to end up with a book that like will make more sense once we read six more. Be like, oh, oh, that's why it was important to do it that way. OK, cool. Well, you know. Yeah, and maybe Silver Monkey will be relevant down the line. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll care about Huntress. Who knows? Maybe, maybe eventually we'll all care about Huntress, Jason. <laughs> Let's talk about Batman Adventures. Yeah. Batman Adventures, issue 33, written by guest writer Ty Templeton. Art by guest penciler Dev Madan. Inked by Rick Burchett, colored by Rick Taylor, lettered by Rick, Richard Starkings of Comicraft, edited by Scott Peterson with associate editor Darren Vincenzo. This cover has Batman swooping in on a mugger who's uh, holding someone at gunpoint. This is the Batman bread and butter. Batman mm-hmm. versus mugger. 
in his element where it all began. This is just another night. Act one. Deja vu. For anyone who doesn't recognize might recognize Ty Tumbleton's name. He drew the first three issues of the Batman Adventures. He's a, a penciler, inker, uh, art person, also a writer. Wrote these. We start with uh, Bruce Wayne on a date at the movie. The date has a kid. The kid's like, uh, you know, getting immersed. They're watching The Grey Ghost, mm. uh, an old film. And the kid leaves, leaves the theater. And he's like all pumped up about the movies, running around. It's it's extremely little Bruce Wayne leaving Zorro and his parents being like, oh, don't run too far. You know, like the, that kind of. Yeah, it's it's we're mirroring Batman's origin. Yeah. Gray, Gray Ghost was I, and I, I, I remember this distinctly. The uh, Batman, the animated series was like the only cartoon my dad ever like if he saw me watching it, he would sit down and watch it. But like most cartoons, oh, nice. he didn't really didn't really care for you know like yeah. i mean he didn't like hate them but like of the you know he'd watch looney tunes if you know whatever he's but, not gonna watch Yu-Gi-Oh with you <laughs> no he he's not in the heart of the cards is what you're saying jason no 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 he, he, he doesn't know about uh he he had blue eyes but he was not you know he didn't know about white dragons and just yeah sure you know, sure <laughs> the four Yu-Gi-Oh things that i know uh <laughs> That's it. All the all the Yu-Gi-Oh banter's done. If you yeah. if you were waiting for Yu-Gi-Oh banter, it's yeah. over now. Stop if, if the you, podcast. If, if you came to this podcast that is <laughs> ostensibly about the DC animated universe from the for 90s. Yu-Gi-Oh content. For Yu-Gi-Oh content, this is all you get. You're shit out of luck for anything else. All right. I I, I smiled when I when I uh saw the gray ghost because I remember distinctly the episode that really pulled him in was the first gray ghost episode. Because, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, because my dad, like we would watch all these like, you know, old movies and old serials and stuff because like, it's just it's the stuff he watched growing up when he was a kid. And so yeah. like, you know, and, and I know that like, he really enjoyed the, like the whole, like, you know, Oh, this is true. This yeah, is truly yeah. Batman's hero and he's old and stuff. And is like, from from this time that he kind of remember, you know, it's just right. Gray right. Ghost will always have a very special place in my heart. You know, oh, for, he's for such making, a great character. Yeah, and for making my dad be like, ah, oh, maybe maybe this well, this one cartoon, <laughs> this one single cartoon is okay. <laughs> this one's fine, Yu Gi Oh. I'm still yeah. suspicious. <laughs> Yu Gi Oh. I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't like the way that yeah, hippie never has came his around hair. on Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. yeah. She get a haircut uh, and a fucking job. We're in uh, Uptown. We're at the Grey Ghost Festival. And, you know that Bruce is leaving with his date uh, wrapped around him and the kids running around. He's got a little Shazam shirt on, by the way, which I thought was kind of neat. And, you know, Wayne's like, you know, don't go too far. And he's like, OK, Mr. Wayne. And uh, he eventually bumps into a guy who mugs him to, at gunpoint. This guy hanging out in an alley sees the kid and he's like, uh, you should listen to your mother because the mom's like, uh, don't go so far ahead. Come back. You know, that kind of thing. And takes the kid's hat that says Gotham Knights, which is the sports team, and uh, takes out a gun. And he's like, you know, I'm going to mug you. Like, takes the gun out, walks out of the alley. And uh, Bruce has this moment where he's like, not again. Yeah. And he's like, 
in his origin as his father. And he's like, he's like, we don't know what he's capable of. He's like panicking almost. They give him the wallets. The guy shoots one, shoots a shot up in the air. Uh, Bruce and his date kind of like cower. He's like shielding her. After he shoots the shot, the mugger runs away. That's pretty much it. That's the end of act one. The date in tears. Bruce like pissed. <laughs> the kid's safe, but you know, their wallets were stolen. He stole the hat. The guy is also in a Murphy's gym t-shirt, which is an important clue for later. But yeah, that's the end of act one. It's it's not a ton of word balloons. It's mostly just banter between Bruce and his date. So there isn't a lot to say about it. But yeah, you want to take us into act two? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do want to mention, though, in act one, uh, there, there's there's a great little scene after Bruce is reliving the worst moment of his life. Where, sure. Um, where as he's taking out his wallet, he's going, hmm, no guns. He's too far away. He's, you know, he's, he's like, immediately, yeah, he's thinking about she, it like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, what'd you say? He's like, oh, uh, no, not nothing, nothing. Here, give, give him, give, give him the stuff. Yeah. Cause, cause they're like 10 feet away from him. Batman's like, I can't close the gap by the time he levels the gun and fires. And yeah. he's like, I got nothing to throw at him. Like, I'm not in my suit. Yeah. 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 Act two, dark victory. I wonder if, uh, if Jeff Loeb stole. The title from this act. <laughs> Coming for you, Jeff Loeb. After after the mugging happened and everyone's all nice and duly traumatized, the yep. kid runs over to his mom and everyone's, you know, trying to sort out like what's, you know, what's happening, what 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 just happened, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Bruce is ushering them back into the theater where they where they they ha- they have to be safe. He's like, you know, to go to the manager's office call the police, you know, and she's like, uh, excuse me, my kid just got held at gunpoint. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of busy right. and, and shot at. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, how about a little help? And he's like, uh, and I gotta go see you later. Bye. And yeah. as, as she's like yelling at him, he's already, he's already out the door and, uh, you know, down the street to, uh, a hidden his hidden car, which not the Batmobile, but it'd be funny if he, you know, yeah, Bruce, you're you're rich enough, you can hide Batmobiles all over the city. It's fine. Um, but he's he's just kind of you know going through in his head of like, okay, well, here's what was in you know the stuff that we gave him. It's only good for this long, and trying to figure out any clues, yeah. Uh, that 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 might be helpful and he's like oh murphy's gym murphy's gym okay that's that's uh that's on the east side all right well i head east and then just fucking books it out of the alley <laughs> just yeah. full bat suit just running yeah that shot down is, is pretty great uh super like uh exaggerated perspective on the on the uh figure so that the yeah. hand is like in the in the hand he has in front of him is enormous and the foot behind him is very tiny, just booking it down this alley. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole yeah, the whole line of from from the torso, you know, uh, getting smaller and smaller down to the tiny yeah. foot. I love I love a great force perspective. Yeah. Uh, panel Gorgeous. break. He's running through the streets, running through some uh, some beautiful streets, I might add some beautiful just full of like, you know debris and 
you know, yeah, 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 junk real, and real shithole Gotham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sh- showing showing the place that we're in, At, and and <laughs> in mid run, he just stops because he sees a wallet with a big old W on it, and he knows who that belongs to. Right, and it's empty. And I, I do enjoy these these two panels, just Batman looking into the wallet that's empty, but just the line that says on the wallet, property of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Jason, have you have you written property of Jason Dealbar on your wallet? Well, no, I don't have a wallet. <laughs> oh, but I but I have not. And, you know, have you to, written to it f- on everything you own? Well, Anything yeah. can be stolen at any time unless you write your name on it. That's the rule. Well, yeah, that's the law. Alfred probably put it there and didn't tell him. Is, is, yeah, is, yeah. is what I'm guessing. You know, just so he looks. At, so he looks in the wallet. Oh, and, and yeah, sorry. He looks in the is it those two panels when he looks in the wallet and then just like the smile on his face when he's like, "I got you," because it's like, yeah, yeah this a is, little half smile. Yeah, yeah. Well, because like this is this is what Bruce wants to do. It's like, yeah, he was having a great time on the date watching Great Ghost and all that, but you know, catching catching the boat the bad guys like and it's like being able to like be in this situation that terrorized him his entire life and being like i'm gonna fucking fix this this time you know yeah 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 i'm this is i I can i can reach back in the past so batman gets his guy well knows knows where where he's going knows knows how to catch yeah and we're brought to a beautiful part of the city which is way at the top of a skyscraper and we just mm-hmm. see the swankiest of swanky clubs with the wonderful indeterminate uh, 50s 60s time ish <laughs> yeah. of the animated series and and our mugger is uh, asking to see the boss you know and uh he's like you know I'm doing my usual stick ups and uh you know what do I find but uh I'm holding the eight different no limit gold credit cards. So I says to myself, this is something Monty will be pleased to know. And Monty is uh <laughs> Monty's giving Monty's giving an old pat on the shoulder. He's like, I am very pleased to know, just as uh one of his goons is like, hey, uh, can see something up there in the skylight? And bam, just right through the window. <laughs> and, right, yeah. And, and again, just the my God, the look of terror on on the mugger's right. face. The it's mugger and there's a dude in the background. There's two dudes in the background. <laughs> One one's also shocked, and the other one's like lifting a gun, like fucking losing. Everybody lost their mind. Everybody's cool, Jason. Everybody's cool until Batman comes through a plate glass window. <laughs> well, I I always enjoy I always enjoy those scenes because it's like. To me, those are like some of the most realistic scenes in any Batman book, because like, yeah, if a guy who's like, and Bruce is supposed to be pretty big, but so like if a guy who's sure. like 6'2 or 6'3 and Jack just like smashed through my fucking window dressed as a bat ready to kick the shit out of me, like, I don't think I'd be like, huh, what's that? Like, I, I would imagine I would be kind of scared. You'd be you a know? little scared. He's striking fear into the hearts of criminals. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even think yeah. you have to be that big. Like, I'm not that big. I'm like, you know, five, nine on a good day and like about, uh, you know, 155 pounds these days. And like, if I could somehow throw my body through a window, like, I think you'd at least be startled. 
You It'd know? be embarrassing if Batman hit the window and bounced off. <laughs> like a bird that just... Yeah, right. Oh, just, that poor baby Batman just broke his yeah, neck. Uh, uh, oh, no, look at him go. No. <laughs> uh, well, call the cleaners. So he smashes through the window, this room full of gangsters. You know, he's just like, listen, no one else has to get hurt. I just want this motherfucker. But, yeah. of course, the gangsters can't take that. And he gets the order, uh, the boss orders him to kill him. And Batman just takes out the lights and, you know, takes out every single motherfucker in there with a flashbang. Yeah, he, gra- he batterings the lights and then flashbangs the room. And then grabs the mugger who he handcuffed and just goes... Tells him twice, put your head down. He's like, what? He's like, put your head down as he's charging for another window. Yeah, yeah. In this, like, building that's, you know, stories and stories. They're like a hundred stories up. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. And then they're just free falling. And the guy's terrified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as they should be. Because he's just. Yeah. And, again, and, and yet again, just like such great art. You know what? I think this is something, though. And I know me as a young person copying a lot of uh, comic books that I loved is just as you do, as you learn your art. Um, sure. I think I think some younger people, though, will see an issue like this with all these great panel breaks and be like, oh, I can put all of these in all my comic books. And it's like, OK, yes, but like. Not all the time. And this yeah. guy gets to do it all the time in this specific book, because each time they work right. You know, it's it's yeah, there. Yeah, the, for, the for panel a, breaks for, work really for, well. Yeah, you know, he's not doing this in every issue because every issue, you know, doesn't doesn't really call for this kind of action all the time. You, yeah, you know, he's not doing it on every page either. It's just this, yeah. like, really just this one moment where Batman's falling off the skyscraper with this guy. Yeah, yeah, but you have to be really careful with it. It's like, you know, it's like a good, it's sure. like a song that has like three different guitar solos in it. It's like a lot of times it's not going to work out the way you want. But if you're like, you know, if you're like built to spill or something like, or Dinosaur <laughs> Jr., it's like, have at it. Like you can just, just, it's, you know, man, you're, you're uh, them. Quick, quick aside, panel breaks as a colorist, the bane of my existence. Just like, oh, yeah. Overlapping out. Al- you're you're trying to create depth within a panel and then you're overlapping elements from another panel and you got to make it all work right as a colorist it's a goddamn nightmare so so when you're doing that when you're working like the the part of you that's a fan you're like wow this is pretty cool and the part of you that's a colorist would be like you fucking son of a bitch <laughs> how pretty dare much. you pretty but much then you, but then you go back to like, oh, but it's so cool. And he's like, oh, but it's so much it, work. God it looks damn it. it looks good when it's done, but it's one of those things. There's there's aspects of the job of coloring where like I open a page and I just go. And then I check Twitter <laughs> and then I like look at Reddit and then I'm like, all right, I guess let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But so the the free fall, I mean, again, I just want to say I, I want because I want to look at the page again. The, the the free fall just almost straight to the ground yeah. as he's interrogating him. Yeah. 15 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What did you do 15 minutes ago? You held people up. You know, where, where's the stuff? And yeah. he just, of course, tells him immediately. And he's like, right. Because he's answer. terrified. 
Yeah. Yeah, because he he just got grabbed by an insane person from the top of a skyscraper and then flew down the skyscraper with him. Yeah. Batman, of course, grapples to safety. Yeah. The guy's terrified. He's like a foot from the ground, but he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, geez, Batman, whatever do to you? It's like, yeah. well, you did you didn't know it, but you you kind of killed his mom and dad again. Yeah. And it is yeah. basically what you did. So it's pretty bad. Yeah, Batman kind of came in hot, admittedly. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know, all right. It's, you know. Act three. At what cost? And oh, we get Bullock outside of Mr. Weenie, the hot dog yeah. place. I just want to say, though, th- this entire scene, again, exactly why I love Bullock. I love characters like mm-hmm. this. Just just freaking crumb bum with a heart of gold. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's him walking out of Mr. Weenie, presumably with a hot dog, walking to his yeah. car that is parked over like two and a half parking spaces up on the knocked over a trash can yeah clearly knocked over a trash can and he's just (laughs) casually walking back to like god damn it yeah please please more of that yeah batman's like i got a customer for you harvey he's on a lamppost and uh (laughs) he's like we talked it over and my friend would like to confess a few things to you and harvey's like is that a fact and he's like yeah i robbed some people did a couple other things just, I'll tell you everything. Just keep this freak away from me. He's like, oh, nice. Bet your mom's real proud of you. <laughs> so they 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 book him. Batman puts him in the car, you know. And yeah. uh, Harvey's like, hey, I might need that stuff you have as evidence. The hat. Yeah, and he took the and hat. He's like, yeah. And Batman's like, no, you don't. And he and <laughs> like grapples away and books like, well, I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah that was great that was great too just real simple real no nah, no nah, not right yeah. now man and hey you know what uh kudos to bullock for having that emotional uh intelligence right there to be like okay he's going through some shit right now i'm just yeah, gonna let's just take, leave him alone i'm just gonna take this guy to the to the station and it's not gonna yeah mm, yeah mm, so batman makes his something. way to the theater uh uptown uh he Knocks on the the door in the alley. Kid comes out. He's like, who's there? Sees Batman. Gets freaked out. And he's like, he's like, oh, wow, you scared me. And he's like, sorry, you shouldn't be out here by yourself. It's dangerous. And the kid's like, is that my hat? Did you get the guy? And he's like, yeah, I got him. Got your things. And he's like, gee, thanks. Did you get Mr. Wayne's stuff, too? What happened to him? And he's like, yeah, I got Wayne's wallet back. You know, they have a conversation. And he's like, hey, you want to meet my mom? Uh, She's probably like, thank you. And she's like really pretty. <laughs> and Batman's like, no, 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 I got to get going. And he's like, OK, it's <laughs> pretty great. A little banter in there. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's saying that, you know, he's like, I don't want to scare you anymore. And, and the kid's like, no, you can't scare me. You're one of the good guys. And uh, we get we cut back to the Batcave and Bruce is on the phone, cowls off, you know, but he's still in the Batsuit. He's like, but Veronica, I keep my Porsche keys in my wallet sometime. I had to go check the car, but yeah, no, I realize I understand. And he's like, it's over. She hates me. Alfred's like, you know, it truly the truth was never an option with you. It's like, I'm sorry, Master Bruce. He's like, sometimes you simply have to sit down to a cup of hot chocolate and decide it was one of those days where everything went wrong. And he's like, everything went wrong. 
I don't see it that way. After all, everybody got their belongings back. Bad guy went to jail. And then it's like a single spot of Batman in the darkness in the cave. And he's like, and nobody got hurt. Because he got broken up with Jason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. The end. What'd you think of the Mm. issue? I really loved it. I I thought it was... um... I wasn't expecting it to be as like sad at the end. Yeah. And uh my my one little uh my one little comic book nerd gripe though is with um is is with this woman who he was having a great time with, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, listen, uh ma'am, I, I understand that this is a traumatic experience and your son had a gun pulled on him and everything, but this is Bruce Wayne. He's at least known very well, at least in Gotham. You don't know that his parents were murdered in front of him by a fucking mugger? (laughs) Maybe just like running away in a panic might have been like, oh, you know what, um, Bruce? I'm sorry I got mad at you. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have left me and my kid after this happened, but- Oh, wow. I wasn't thinking of your dramatic PTSD. I can I can kind of see what you're saying. However, I know that if we were mugged and I I put Shannon in an office and it was like, I'll be back later. (laughs) She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but if if you were mugged with Shannon should have having the knowledge that both your parents were murdered in front of you when you were like eight by sure, a mugger, sure, then sure. she might also be like, yeah, what the fuck? And be like, probably still be kind of mad, but not like break up with you mad, you know, be yeah. like, well, I don't know, right. man, first first date. It's like, eh, well, it's like the eh. second or third. They were pretty. OK, all right. All right. At you what know? point? Listen, listen. We're heading into a place where we're like starting to debate batman's personal relationships with women and i don't know if that's a road that necessarily i want to go down nick nick we're, we're two we're two straight white men i don't i don't know anybody else who has oh more God. authority to talk about relationships than us <laughs> uh, i i really the issue no, I was really, good the yeah issue i really good. did 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 it did it make you uh did it make you as like Honest to God, like I, I did like it a lot, but like made made me kind of sad, you know. Yeah, I'm made like, me kind of sad for Batman. Also, yeah, I felt Bruce's momentum through this issue. Like oh, he yeah. is on a war path for this dude, and it's That's not even that point. he's particularly. I don't know if it's like the dialogue or the acting or the combination of both. Like uh, what Dev was drawing, but it felt like Batman had some real velocity through this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, I was thinking when I was reading this, I was thinking back to when we read the mainstream books and Asriel, like Batman was trying to fight Asriel for the mantle of the bat. And it was just like explosions and the helicopter shooting at people and Catwoman's there and like everything's on fire and, you know, Asriel sets himself on fire and falls under the bridge and Bruce goes to open the Batmobile and it explodes. And it's like, you know, it's nonstop, but it never felt like it had the velocity that this issue did. Like, yeah, you could feel Batman's drive like you knew it was personal for him through this issue. Whereas like. 
that Asriel stuff felt like business as usual kind of thing. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't really, um, I, I, I absolutely loved uh, the action in this book and the way it was drawn. And I think one of my like, you know, previous criticisms of the first time uh, Dev showed up as, as an artist was that he, he was good, but like, I didn't think that like, the action didn't seem to flow as well as, as Perobex did, you know, cause Perobex like sure. a freaking master at it. But I think in this issue, like he really showed that like, Oh no, he, he has the chops, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and like I yeah. said, from, from yeah. all those panel breaks, like the, listen, like you, you have like more than like more than two panel breaks in, in, in a single issue. And if you're not Jack Kirby, then like you might need to like, you know, really, really, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's get, but he handles it so well. And like, yeah, you're right. There was a, that was a really good point of the, uh, uh, the, how, how tense that you, you felt yeah. Bruce and it Batman were for the whole. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect word for it. And without having to just have explosions everywhere, you yeah. know, which right. is just really impressive because like that, that's, that's even harder, you know, it's even harder to be right. uh, subtly impactful than to just like blow shit up. And Hey man, I, I love, I love blowing shit up. I'll watch a Michael Bay film. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. Whatever. Sure. But like, you know, yeah. they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't hit as well as, as other, as other action movies, you know? Sure. Yeah. You got to have the emotion in there. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hit the uh, letters column? Yeah. Did you read the letters column? I did, actually. I did. You read everything. You, Jason. I did. We're going to, we're going to, okay. I'm making a new, I'm making a new thing here. This is called Jason's yeah. Corner. Oh. Jason read everything, dear, dear listener. Not only ish. did he read this. Ish, ish. <laughs> but so I spent I spent over the weekend I spent uh time making a chart charting every single issue that we're gonna cover. Uh and I won't bore you with the details, but Batman Chronicles launched this month with Batman Chronicles number one, and I put it on the chart, but I didn't read it. However, Jason, you read it. Tell me about Batman Chronicles. Well, I read the I read the first story in Batman Chronicles because I was reading it on the app and uh, I didn't, I didn't realize there were two more stories that I missed out on. Um, yeah. Story but, was over. You just hit off on the, on the iPad. You were done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, well, so the story was, you know, as, as Nick was saying, you know, he, he compiled this giant database and I'm like making sure I'm, I'm, I'm reading the, you know, the books that I need to read. And I was like, Oh shit, Batman Chronicles. I was like, all right, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll open that up. And I saw written by Chuck Dixon. I'm like, yep. I'm like, wait, pencils by Klaus Johnson inked by Bill Sinkovich inked no, by no, no. Bill. Pencil, pen, wait, pencils by Lee I Weeks. Mean, Lee, Lee Weeks. Weeks. Sorry. Lee, Lee Weeks. Sorry. <laughs> but ink, inks, inks by. A, a legend in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Bill yeah. Sinkovich. Yeah. 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 Just cannot ever say enough good things about the man. Uh, and it's this perfect little hard-boiled chuck dixon story where uh jim gordon is on he's taking the train going home because he, he he's no longer the commissioner 
he 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 quit and he's just thinking about how you know he likes it better taking the train home because you know he's with the people of Gotham instead of being sure. driven to and from work in a, in the back of a car like he was as the commissioner there's been this like rash of train robberies by this really organized gay they hijack the train and switch it to different tracks and they're going someplace else and it's like gordon like knowing like because he knows gotham you know so he's sure he's knowing where they're bringing them and like powers cutting out here and there you know is giving him different clues and he's like someone has to these are these punks and masks you know and they're 90s gang with leather jackets at the yeah. logos on <laughs> yeah. the back and shit it's it's just it, it it's beautiful but what does gordon do what does jim frigging gordon do he gets to work okay yeah he starts taking these people out the best he can but who shows up is please care about huntress please care shows about up. huntress you know how jim feels right now about people in masks he's not like sure he's sure. not down with any of them and he kind of knows who she is, but like isn't quite familiar because she's pretty new. He's like doesn't really want her help and doesn't want her to be there. And he's very like worried, but is like, well, it's the only help I got. And in the periphery, Batman's kind of, you know, he's 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 listening in because, you know, they got word now that like something happened with the train and he's on his sure. way. But so great action. Huntress and Gordon knocking goons out left and right. Uh, they're they're nice. getting closer and closer to the, to the first car. They're, you know, they're fighting, fighting their way yeah, forward, yeah, yeah. Trying, telling people to get as far away into the back car as they can. Gordon's getting like kind of more sort of snippy with, 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 with Huntress. And at, at one point they, they find sort of like, I don't think it's the leader, but you know, the end of the train car, and sure. the, all the goons are done except for one goon who's got a passenger holding a gun to his head. Gordon's trying to, you know, figure yeah, out yeah. what's going on. De-escalate. And yeah, de-escalate. And he turns the gun on Huntress. Gordon, is, like, loses it. And she he shoots Huntress. Oh, gets shit. Gets knocked back. Yeah. Gordon fucking flips his shit because his ptsd this all these books are about fucking ptsd man <laughs> yeah, everybody's got trauma <laughs> oh god like yeah just like the deepest marrow deep trauma because he flashes back to barbara getting shot oh and how, yeah that's right but also how in this memory he talks about how he found the suit in her closet but never told her oh that he man found it. i gotta i gotta read this i gotta read this and and like huntress is down and he takes the guy out and he's all he's all worried but she gets back up because it's you know it's it's kevlar you know one sure, yeah micrometer superheroes whatever stuff. it's superheroes yeah. but the bad guys are all beat up and huntress is like yeah, uh, that's really going to hurt. But hey, Kevlar is amazing. Uh, I should probably get out of here because, you know, sure. people like me like aren't aren't welcome. And and Batman shows up and they know that he knows their relationship's still rocky. But he's like, oh, I saw I saw Huntress skedaddling away. And Gordon's like, yeah, what do you what do you think about her? And kind of like 
Batman just like looks at Gordon and is like, yeah, she reminds me of Barbara too. You know, which is, oh, that's oh, why. man. Batman. Solid. I'm sorry. Solid. I'm sorry to spoil it. I'm sorry to spoil it. I'm still going to read it, dude. <laughs> but like that, it's like, oh, that's why he's so like, get the fuck out of here. Because like they both yeah. are just like racked with guilt. Man, Barbara Gordon being in a wheelchair. just absolutely tormented. Absolutely. Yeah. Like really, uh, really. I thought that his his stuff was really cut and dry as as far as like him and Batman goes. It's like, oh, it's a new guy in the suit, whatever. Like I'm backing off. But apparently it's a lot more complicated than that for Jim Gordon. <laughs> yeah, because he knows a lot more about like shit that's going on, you know, than people and, realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have to read the other stories, but man, Lee Weeks, freaking Lee Weeks, man. Love me some yeah. Lee Weeks. Yeah. Bill Sinkevich, Jesus Christ, and just the most perfect Chuck Dixon story. You know, like if 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 there's a Chuck Dixon yeah. byline and the story is a train robbery, then like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had that uh similar one with the they did like a parody of uh uh kind oh, of yeah, pull ta- from Taking a Pel- Pelham one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, what yeah, one of the greatest freaking mm, great American movies anyway, taking a Pelham one, two, three. I'm glad that you brought that to the letters column because there's not a whole lot of good letters column stuff. So, yeah, I've there's got, only really I've, one. I've got one that I kind of want to read. Can yeah, I read, read it? Read, yeah, yeah. Dear Batman Adventures, who says romance, romance comics are dead? TBA has gotten more heartbreak and adore than anything else since Simon and Kirby uncorked Young Romance back in 47. For proof, one only needs to read both issue 13 and the latest 29 which features Batman's true love, Talia. Panel 4, page 21 of 13 in particular, is devastating for the Dark Knight and reader alike. The last page of 29 equally nails that emotional impact. Of course, what discussion of Amor would, would be complete without a nod to the, to the tryst of the twisted relationships of mad love? Anybody can do a decent superhero book. However, The Batman Adventures is not only the finest adventure series today, It's also the best love comic around. That was Gene Popa from Hammond, Indiana. Scott says, oh, Gene, you hopeless romantic, you. (laughs) And uh, I just wanted to read that one because, uh, you know, letters were a little thin this month, but any kind of like victory lap on those two issues in particular, I think is is worth doing because, man, those Talia issues are good. 13 especially that issue 13 yeah. is so good yeah well because 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 the characters the characters are just so good together it's like it's like when um it's like you hear sometimes on tv shows when like uh some like two characters will suddenly have a they have a will they won't they thing and then like right. after the show ends <clears throat> the writers or the creators will talk about like yeah we didn't really plan that at the beginning but like you know the characters just seem to like after they were, you know, they, they just seemed to gel or the actors seemed to gel. So we're like, well, shit, I guess we kind of have to, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it just always feels like, I mean, I know there's a lot of history baked into it, you know, but like the, yeah. it just always feels like they're just, they're, the, the chemistry is always perfect for, you know, for Batman each other. and Talia. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, 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 th- those are, those are always fantastic issues. Do you have a letter that you want to read or no? 
Dear Bat fans, I'm writing to try to reach fans of The Adventures of Batman and Robin television show. The show has not been renewed for a third season, but Warner Brothers has been counting the number of letters they receive asking to save the show. Fans of the series on the internet have recently started a mail campaign to quote-unquote keep Batman on patrol, and I'd like to invite readers of the Batman Adventures to join us. Here's what you do. Number one, write a brief, simple letter making it clear that you want to see a third season and more new episodes, or even direct-to-video movies. Which they eventually do. Write, number two, write, keep Batman on patrol on the top of the letter and on the envelope. Number three, send it to these addresses. Fox Children's Network, 5746 Sunset Boulevard, 6th Floor, Los Angeles, California, 90028. And Batman Production Office, Warner Brothers Animation, 15303 Ventura Boulevard, Suite 1200, Sherman Oaks, California, 91403. With your support, we can save our favorite show. If you have questions, contact me via internet at eponin at ccs.neu.edu. Thanks, Jennifer Wand, Newton, Massachusetts. And just replied, hey, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 just, I, I just wanted to read that because the, the, <laughs> the, the, the line, contact me via internet at and then the app, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the 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 whole the whole uh, uh, time capsule of it just really really tickled me. It's extremely encased in amber and preserved for all time. Like writing a letter to yeah. the Batman production office and Fox at large to be like, "Hey, I like this show." Is a wild th- like I, it would never occur to me to do that. Well. <laughs> And it was also really funny to me that like, oh, and this person has an email address because they're out of college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason is that they're in college. They're more than likely yes. just in college. It's the only freaking reason. Yeah. So if you yeah. can get to a computer, email her for more information. You know what? I'm going to shoot her a quick email and just let her know. Thanks for saving the Batman animated series. Because we got we got more seasons after this and we did get uh, TV movies and stuff. So, you know what, yeah. Jennifer Wand out there. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. You know what, you know what, Jennifer Wand, I'm going to stake this claim right now. Uh, you are almost single handedly responsible for the wonderful uh, DC animated universe that we have to this day. Yep. There it is, folks. Got to, right got there. to the bottom of it. Yeah. Buy, buy her a coffee if you see her. You yeah. want the stinger for the next issue? Yeah. 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 Next issue. It's Bruce Wayne's nightmare all over again. He's out with a woman and her son when they're held up by a thug with a gun and there's absolutely nothing that they can do about it. Batman Adventures 33. It's just another night. Wait, is that? Wait. Did they did they really just put the. They put the stinger for this issue in this issue. Oh, geez. Wait, I guess. We... The... I'm oh. I'm looking at it right now. How is this possible? Oh, is, we we might have to cut the letters from the show. Is this the wrong letters column? It might be. Man, hold on. I'm going to get to the bottom of this right now because I have the physical issue. Okay. We are currently on Batman Adventures 33, correct? Yes. At the end of the stinger, Scott Peterson does say he could use a cup of joe. Except he doesn't drink coffee. So maybe he's just a little overworked a little bit. 
So I just I just cracked open my hard copy, my actual issue of this issue. And that is the correct stinger. That oh, shit. They put the they put the wrong stinger in, but you know, whatever. Maybe the next issue will be the same as this issue. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Join us then. That would be hilarious. If they did a deja, you know, deja vu, they're like, no, we're going to print it twice. Give us a month off. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Go back into your bag and boarded home comic book. There you go. Jason. Nick. Let's hit the two read pile. Yeah. As always, you can catch the two read pile not only here in your podcast app, but also on YouTube and on YouTube, add a little bit of art to it so you can get a vibe of the books that we're recommending. If you're not uh, totally sold, you can check them out. Also, might do a little bit of extras. Uh, Last week, we talked about Upgrade Soul, but I also talked about uh, I started reading first appearance of uh, Spoiler. I also read a couple other things that we talked about. So if you want a little bit extra, check out uh, youtube.com slash Nick Phil. But enough of that. Jason, what are you reading? I'm reading a bit of uh, Earth Extra or Earth X. Oh, shit. I thought I thought I'd bring uh, thought I'd bring one of my favorite uh, uh, superhero books ever to the two read. Uh, okay, let me Earth ask X. let me ask you something yeah. right up top about yeah, yeah. Earth X. Uh-huh. There's a little basket in my apartment complex um near the gym where people uh kids can grab books or people can grab like little paperback novels or whatever, read them by the pool, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um somebody put Earth X in the basket. So I I snagged it cuz I didn't have a copy. Nice. So I was like, "Oh, can you believe somebody put this out there?" And then I posted it to another discord and they were like, I can't imagine that that somebody did that because Earth X is largely illegible. Like, it's just an incredibly difficult read. Do you feel like that? Uh, a little, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, it is very heavy uh, on the detail. Uh, yeah. So much so that uh, I actually used to own all the issues. I was buying this when it when it came out. You yeah. know, um, you know, as I as I oft repeat on this show, I'm not, you know, except for stuff like this, I, I never really like you know for a long time into the superhero books. But like, I absolutely loved uh, the art, and I thought the story was interesting. You know, so I was like, yeah. okay, I'll give this a chance. Like when it comes out, each issue. Who's the, is who's 12- the team on there? Oh, the team? I'm going to read. All right. So, uh, Earth X, well, the, the story and the concept was by Alex Ross and Jim Kruger. Uh, Alex Ross did all the covers to the books. He did uh, all the character design, too. Or a lot a lot of it, at least a lot of the initial character design. I know that. Uh, written by Jim Kruger. Uh, uh, pencils by uh, Jean-Paul Leon. Uh, inks by Bill Reinhold. Uh, Todd Klein lettering. And then uh, Matt Hollingsworth, uh, Melissa Edwards, and James Sinclair on colors. And uh, whoa, yeah, yeah. And this was back. I had when, no like, idea you, that uh, uh, Jean Paul Leon didn't pencil and ink it. 
I know that he later in his career, he was like pencil, inks and colors. He was doing everything. All the art yeah. chores, except for lettering. I, I, I have to imagine because this was a, a, a monthly, you know, I mean, it was it was a 12 yeah, they issue had to, like, keep them on series, track. But yeah, it was it was probably just easier when they were doing the build up to be like, hey, just sure. pay attention to the pencils. Um, but it's it's very. Um, it's very, yeah, it's very dense, you know, so yeah. each issue and, and it's collected this way ends with uh, an appendix that a lot of times is just uh, conversations between uh, Uatu, the Watcher, and uh, X, uh, X-51, the Machine Man, you know, who are yeah. your two sort of main characters slash narrators, like, uh, you know, in, into the what the world has become, you know, and... Uh, so uh, I just want to describe, so Earth X, just to give a quick synopsis of it in case anybody's never like read it, is uh, I forgot how far into the future in the Marvel Universe and everyone has powers now. Everyone's uh, a, a mutant, essentially. You know, everyone on Earth, hmm. uh, except for uh, <laughs> except for Tony Stark, who has shut himself away in Stark Tower <laughs> and has like not come <laughs> out for like years and is like, long hair finger doesn't leave the iron man suit is like whatever is out there is not going to infect me fuck you people like yeah plot is that everybody in the future has powers it's a uh it's in a, a dystopian future and there's just a, a lot of people are like dead like most of the x-men are actually dead you know charles yeah. xavier is dead you know and uh oh not just charles xavier but Pretty much all, uh, all of the psychics. Oh, um, okay. And anyone with any kind of mind power on yeah. on planet Earth is dead. And like they died the minute this like kid like awoken into his power. Like he was just such huh. a powerful, <laughs> just like, such a powerful psychic that he just shut everybody else out. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't really want to get too too much into the. Uh, there, there's a lot of detail in it. Your friend was right. There's, sure. It's very, it's very, it's, it's very heavy. Read. It's very, yeah, it's very dense, but it's, it's so good. It's so inventive. It was so new. I, I think it was brought up. It was one of the last Marvel movies I've seen was the second guardians of the galaxy. And yeah. I think they bring up in that how, um, uh, uh, you know, they, they meet the celestial and he's explaining, you know, why he was on planet earth. And it's because there, that's how we breed is that we, you know, um, we, we put our seed in a planet and then we give the planet inhabitants these powers to protect it. And then once it's ready to be born, everybody dies because they're just microbes to us. Yeah. And right. And that's where this is, this is where that came from, like directly from this. Like, okay. spoiler alert, but like the book's 20 years old. So like, you know, sure, spoiler sure. tags don't count. But yeah, that's like that. Like, I was like, that's such a great idea. It's like, oh, why yeah. does why does everyone on Earth like keep on having these powers? And it's like, oh, no, no, it's engineered. You don't have free will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it explains too why uh, Owatu, uh, the Watcher, who the Watcher code is supposed to be, they never get involved, but they're like, you get involved in Earth shit all the fucking time, man. Yeah. Like, what watch, about when the you watch gave is all up in there? Yeah, like what about when you gave Reed Richards the ultimate nullifier so he could stop yeah. Galactus? 
oh, I did that because I actually work for the Celestials. Yeah, because, sure. Because in, in this book, Galactus's origin is that he was actually from a universe previous to this one that was utterly destroyed by the Celestials and their hunger. And so the reason Galactus eats planets is to keep their population in check so they don't just, like, devour the entire universe again. Dude, some cosmic shit. Some cosmic Marvel shit. Yeah. Oh, God. that's that's my that's my sweet, that's sweet spot right there. That crazy Jim Starlin, like, bonkers. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I I love it, and I do, I do absolutely love Earth X. I will one day own the black and white edition of it. You know the colors are beautiful, um, and I do I do recommend it uh, to everybody too. Um, I can't say I recommend the entire series. Universe X gets even more dense, <laughs> oh, and then oh, there's God. then there's Paradise X after that, which like I never read. You know, okay. Um, but uh, Earth X is just, I just think it's a, I think it's just such a singular, creative, huge swing, too, that is just. Yeah, especially for the time. When was it out? Uh, early 2000s, because the editor-in-chief on this yeah. is Joe Quesada. So it was just after Marvel Knights. So, uh, yeah, about two, about 2002, so probably about yeah. early, early 2000s, 2001, 2002, thereabouts. Is when I feel like that was that was when comics were, you know, if the 90s were all the growing pains of like, you know, digital coloring and thinking about writing in a different way, like Bendis really changing the game, like we start to get little kernels of these big swings. And I, yeah, Earth X is definitely one of them where they're like, can we make a comic book like this? We're going to try, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I will say this like who like also like, you know, good job, Alex Ross, for like using your clout. Cause like sure. I don't know like yeah. how much of like how much of the story or concept he had initially or how like involved he was in the actual stories and things of like coming out, but he was obviously really involved and like yeah. very clearly that was like, you know, the the big band taking out the <laughs> you know, the smaller bands <laughs> to get some exposure and to help them out too. Sure. You, sure. You know, like it, it was just, yeah, it's, it's, it's one, it's one of my favorites. I think I, I probably will actually end up reading it again this week. I've, I've read the book like an uncountable uh, amount of times. <laughs> so yeah, that's, it's all, it's all, it's all, I, all I've been reading. Cool. I, man. All right. Full disclosure. I was really trying to read stuff and I don't know if this happens to you, but like there's a lot of times where I'm like, I want to read comics, but I'll sit down and the comics that I pick up will be like very wordy and it's like I'm not in the right headspace for it. So I'm not like really clicking with it. And and then I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't I don't know if I want to read this and I'll try another one. And it it won't I won't click with that one. I'll try another one and I won't click with that. Like that happens to me sometimes. I think some of it is a little bit of undiagnosed ADD going on. Like, yeah, where I can't I just like can't dial in and focus and read the heckin book, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that was happening to me. I read I read, quote unquote, read 
a three issue uh, 90s thing that I'm not going to I'm not going to bring. I'm not going to bring up the name and I'm not going to bring up like who worked on it because I don't want to be negative, but it was the most fucking 90s in like three issues. There was like maybe a handful of backgrounds, maybe. And they were very minimal. It was all characters all the time. Everyone was yelling at each other. And then the writer had to like explain what was happening because it was unreadable. There was like nothing, nothing in there. And then and then they're adding like centerfolds and pinups in the back. Like they're taking victory laps in this book. And I'm just like, holy moly. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about some good books. So I read that stuff and then. I read the silver coin. Have you heard of this? No. I have not. This is by uh, Michael Walsh mainly, but it's a horror anthology. Michael Walsh uh, drew and colored it, did like the art chores on this. Um, he also he, he colored with uh, the help of uh, Tony Marie uh, Griffin. But it's written by different writers. It makes it kind of like an anthology with like the same artist all the way through. But these short horror stories uh by different writers and the different writers in the first trade are uh not only michael walsh but uh chip sadarsky kelly thompson ed bryson jeff lemire and then finally michael walsh does does last one Ooh, i know i know i, I like i like a, a few of those names those yeah writers. i That's... actually i have the second volume here that i haven't cracked yet but i i am looking forward to on the second volume Joshua Williamson writing it, Ram V, Matthew Rosenberg, Vita Alela, uh, and then Michael Walsh again. If you're into comics, you've probably recognized a couple of those names. Um, we've talked about Michael Rosenberg before. Uh, he did uh, a book he brought a couple of pods ago that is escaping my brain. Um, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And, you know, Chip Zdarsky, Sex Criminals, uh, Ram V uh, yeah. does a lot of stuff. He's writing Detective right now, I think. Um, yeah, well, he was he was the uh, he was the artist on Sex Criminals, though. That, yeah, that was yeah, actually yeah. The he wasn't one writing he didn't it, write. yes. Yes. <laughs> At any rate, it's a horror anthology that follows this cursed coin that like kind of gives people what they most want, but then uh, twists it in a particular way. Um, and you know me, I'm a sucker for horror anthologies in general, like collecting House of Secrets, House of Mystery. So this is like yeah. right up my alley. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Walsh also put out a uh, one shot Kickstarter thing called Sleep Stories, which is like all like his nightmares. It's all in black and white. It's it's really, really great. Uh, oh, wow. I, I highly recommend that as well. I don't know if you can get that in shops or not because he kickstarted it and then that was kind of it. But I know you yeah. can get the silver coin and it's worth getting the silver coin. I, I, um, I'm going to have to get all of those on a list. I love I love that. Love that. Yeah. Can I can I add an anecdote? Yeah. To the, to the silver coin. That's not really about the silver coin, but kind of meanders around. Yeah, sure. Jason, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm going to warn you. Oh, how 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 dare you meander, Nick? I never meander. <laughs> ever. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you. I'm gonna come off as petty in this. It's gonna happen. I'm oh. not I'm not gonna come off as lovable. Maybe maybe still a little lovable. Let's just be honest. 
But okay. Right. So Michael Walsh in the colors does um this thing called uh he uses a uh Photoshop preset called dissolve a lot, which if you picture like a gradient of like black to white, you know, what dissolve does is take that black and white and if it's like a white canvas and you're dragging a gradient across it, instead of getting smooth colors all the way through, it just makes black, but like as like noise. And then it just decreases the noise as you go to white. So it's it's all black or it's all white, but it looks like gray from a distance because it's just noise. And he uses that a lot in the silver coin. And the only other time I've seen that is from one other person. And uh, I'm working on a uh, Deep Space Nine book right now. And I'm doing it in Deep Space Nine as a direct like calling out of this other colorist who's done it, who's worked on a couple of Deep Space Nine things. Because, Jason, let me tell you about what happened to me. I was at a convention. And. I'm I'm like next to my buddy, uh, Larry, Larry Watts. Uh, we go to a lot of conventions together. Uh, he was a local in when I was in Gainesville. So we would, you know, share trips, share hotel, you know, like split everything, make it a little more cost effective. He and I were hanging out all the time at a lot of different shows for years. My friend lands there. He's behind Larry's table. Larry's looking at a portfolio, a color portfolio from some from someone. And he's doing the dissolve stuff in there. And he's like, Larry goes, oh, you got a little Nick Filardi in here. And I'm like one table away. Right. So I hear my name. Right. I kind of perk up. The kid goes, he's, he's a grown man. He's not a kid, but he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, Nick Filardi. I don't know how that guy gets his, the gigs that he gets. He's like, he's not that good. And like, he's sitting there with my friends. I'm right there. <laughs> And so and so when I booked the Deep Space Nine gig, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use Dissolve all over this thing, just like that fucking guy did. And as as just a a little nod, I don't know if he's ever going to read it or ever going to see it or ever going to hear this podcast or whatever. You know, I'm not putting him on blast. I honestly wish the best for him. I honestly do. However. If if we're going to start throwing stones. I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to throw a boulder. And so I started using dissolve as kind of like creating generating a little bit of noise in stuff. And when I read the silver coin, I read the silver coin right as I was starting DS9. And I was like. The way that uh, Walsh was thinking about dissolve as like noise was more about less about like color and texture and more about like light and creating like film noise kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, that's the way I was picturing it in my head. That's so fucking smart. And, and the way he was doing it, um, was kind of adding just like a little bit of texture or grit to like floors or, or walls or whatever. Um, which I didn't find super engaging as a colorist, but when I saw Michael Walsh, uh, use it as kind of like thinking about light more, I was like, yes, this I'm going to incorporate. Yeah, so I like, started I started folding some of that ideas, those ideas into DS9 books, especially because DS9 is only available in SD. Like there's no HD remaster of it. So 
when I'm watching it, it looks like it's full of noise. So I was like, you know what? Perfect place for this. Yeah, yeah, but but like that, yeah, because the, the when you were explaining it, the way I was picturing it in my head was like how like certain uh, and and especially knowing the genre, it helped me with this of 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 the anthology is just like how in certain horror movies, you know, there's there's this like kind of like patina to it. Like even even when they do right. remakes, they still try to keep like you know because like there was like there's like the great color palette that uh the original texas chainsaw massacre has and yeah like yeah. in in like the the remake which we saw actually when when i was in savannah yeah, I don't know made if you me sick that. remember that yeah yeah made you, you, ju- you jumped this- out at the end too you spilled yeah, your popcorn got, i knew it was i knew it was gonna fucking happen jason i yeah. knew it was gonna happen and i was like <laughs> he's gonna get me and then i'm like maybe it isn't gonna happen and right as i'm having that thought he got me <laughs> chuck the popcorn uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but but even even in that remake like they still you you could tell that the color values were at least like you know trying to kind of uh ape what what the 70s like had because like right what, what the original film had because like that became such a like it's such a signature and, and it puts you into that that world a lot better it gives you that like that feeling, you know, that this is like not good. You know, it's like that icky right. yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, there's, it's like this, you start to, like you said, when it's like in the kind of like in the air, you know, you're like, right. You're like, oh, exactly. there's just this stuff that's not a, you know, and like it, so that like primes you to be creeped out, you know, because you're already right. on edge right. by just this like aura that they've provided. Yeah. Oh, man. Silver coin's really good. I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the second trade. I'm gonna come back. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, wanna like I gotcha because they're short stories, I would talk about what's in them. But because they're short stories, like I don't want to spoil anything. And there's no real way to like talk setup without talking about the payoff. You know, like like yeah. a, a rock star finds the coin and then uses it as a pick, and then suddenly you know, like and then things happen and it's like Okay. Yeah. But like, I mean, the, the stuff that happens is what you want to see and I don't want to spoil it for you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I really like the concept though. It reminds me of uh, when, when I was a kid, I loved watching reruns of uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents, you know? Yeah. And like, that's what, like, yeah, a lot of that was where it wasn't really Hitchcock, like writing it, but he had like sort of the idea and I, he, I think he wrote some, you know, but right. Right. You know, people, people are just kind of, you know, okay, I'm going to write in this sort of like Hitchcock yes. style, you know, and it seems like that too. It's like, oh, I have these ideas and, you know, it'd be cool to have other people come in and like, hey guys, here's like right. the kind of thing that threads them all together and like the tone and hey, go nuts, you know? And right, it, it, exactly. That's, really, that's exactly really what it see. is. And, and he also like is weaving a little, you get like a little bit of lore around the coin there's some like thematic things through each story that happen. So they, they are more interconnected than you necessarily think. But like the the actual story story, like the characters never come back. The coin is the only thing that remains constant. But yeah. there's also like stuff around the coin that like is thematic that happens. So he's you could tell he's like not only is he creating an environment for like people to write whatever they want to write, but that he's also like building the lore as they go too. you know? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, just it's just very good. If you like horror comics, pick up Silver Coin. Oh, yeah, I got to check that out. Oh, and also, if you like horror comics, uh, the Blink trade is coming out soon. Did you read Blink? I, I colored that. I did not. No, I'll, CJ I'll, said, I will pick it up. You told me you told me a couple podcasts ago when we talked about Cry Havoc that I could bring my own shit. And now I've already plugged DS9 and now I'm plugging Blink. I'm all over this thing now, Jason. And yeah. we only have you to blame. That's the thing is I can't control myself. I, I, I accept full responsibility, but I will say I'm going to continue to let you do that. OK, uh, under no objection, but I will be responsible for it. Blink is found footage VHS style horror about a woman who, as a baby, escapes out of a world that's entirely underground and uh, is sealed off from the world. And half of the people go crazy and the other half are trying to, like, keep it together. One of them thinks there's a God in there. You know, they it's all very VHS Betamax. I use a ton of VHS effects through the whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Sabella wrote it. Um, Hayden Sherman uh, did the art. Uh, it's absolutely killer. He does these wild uh, uh, panel layouts. I actually got to incorporate a scan of a VHS tape into the panel layout. Like it just oh, cool. fit coincidentally like really well. And I was like, oh, we'll just put a VHS tape here. Um, yeah. So it's it's a, a wild, wild story about this little girl who escaped her parents kind of pushed her out out of like a little window that got immediately boarded up and then she gets pulled back into it with a buddy of hers because she finds it on some message board because she's always been kind of looking for it to know her origin and then has this opportunity to go back into blink and it escalates and it's scary and crazy and super fun if you like horror if you like okay. horror, pick up silver coin, pick up blink, pick up blink. Oh, and and pick up another. See, I'm I'm in it too now, Nick. And and pick up another uh, book that Nick colored that I, I believe has a, a horror vibe to it, which is uh, Devil's Highway, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Devil's Highway is about truckers who kill and move move from town to town. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a vast conspiracy underneath it. Yeah, man, I don't yeah. I don't push enough of my books. I forgot about that one, <laughs> Jason. I'm bad at this. <laughs> we should wrap this up. We should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Jason, where can people find you? People can find me at King of Black Acid on the Twitter. Also at uh, world second finest with a two on the Twitter machine mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and that's about it. I should try, try to keep some posts up there, you know, try to try to keep my, my song parody streak going. Yeah. Know, yeah, I, yeah. Think I, I think I have something. I think I have something, but not sure. Okay. <laughs> you can find me at uh linktree.com slash Nick Phil. That'll give you links to everything, including my discord where I hang out regularly, talk comic books, talk video games, I, I also I got a switch OLED this this past week and I've been playing a lot of games, too. I think that contributed to my ADD uh, a little bit. A, cust a custom. Well, not a cut, but a special edition switch. Uh, yeah, OLED. A very, not, I got the just, Zelda variant. I got, yeah. you know, I got to Jason, you know, I got to 
You freaking madman. You madman. I love you. Um, so excited for Tears of the Kingdom coming out. When Tears of the Kingdom comes out, I'm not bringing anything to the two read pile. I'm bringing Tears of the Kingdom to the two read pile. Just a heads I'm, up. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Uh, so, yeah, you can uh, hit up the Discord. Uh, links for the YouTube are up there, too. Uh, I have videos coming out every week on YouTube. Some video games, some comics, uh, some this very podcast. So, yeah, check it out. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening.